welcome back to Radio Fear Macabre. I'm your host, Brandon, and with me, as usual, is Tony and Justin. Say hey, guys. Hey. Hey-o. We got a mini-sode for you, a little, little baby babu macabre. Running little, around, causing trouble. A macabre mini? How's that? Mini-cob. Baby mini carrot. Cob? Baby corn. <laughs> candy corn. <laughs> candy it's corn. October! It's October! We got candy corn! Okay, so we're reviewing Creep Show episodes one and two of the new season three that's out on Shutter now. I've watched all of Creep Show ever since it came to Shutter. I've been pretty hype on this show. I love it to death. These two are catching up now. Yeah, I have not yet seen uh, season one or two yet, but I will definitely will. Same here. So we got Mums, we got Queen Bee, we got Skeletons in the Closet, and we got Familiar. Oh, that. Rings a bell. That sounds <laughs> sounds kind of familiar. That sounds kind of similar to something I've heard before. This is y'all's first experience with Creep Show, so what do y'all think about it so far? I'm enjoying it so far. Kind of reminds me of watching Goosebumps as a kid, but it's kind of more for like adults. Yeah. So I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Can't wait to watch season one and two to get caught up. But I am enjoying season three so far. What about you, Tony? Yeah, I agree with you, Justin. It does have a lot of similarities with Goosebumps. So let's get into this review then. Creep Show Season 3. We're starting with Episode 1, Part 1, which is Mums. Uh, so Mums is about a kid in a family with some parental issues between mother and father. The marriage is kind of on the rocks. The mom tries to take the, the boy out on a trip to go see their great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother. Dad finds out, takes the mom out of the picture, and thus some crazy creep show style craziness ensues. What did you guys think of the mom's segment? Oh, I loved it. It was, it was really good. I really enjoyed Mums myself. I think it was a classic Creepshow style short. There was a very similar one, I believe it was in season two, where this kid's father was transforming into a fungus type creature and he lured people to their house to feed the fungus monster that his father became. Like a feed me Seymour kind of... <laughs> Yeah, kind of little 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 shop of horrors esque. This one more so because it's actually dealing with plants. The season two one with the the father, I think that was done better than Mums. You guys should go back and watch that one. You'll see a lot of similarities between Mums and that one. So did this episode kind of feel like a rehash of that one, just with a plant instead of a fungus? Yeah, yeah, it felt a bit too similar to that. I still liked Mums. What about you, Justin? What did what did you feel about it? Overall, I enjoyed the short. It has that kind of like movie monster, kind of monster feel mm-hmm. to it. Like I said, I liked the intro towards it. I liked the segue where it goes to comic books to real life. They used practical effects for the short. Oh yeah. That's one thing I like about Creepshow is it's pretty consistent with sticking to practical effects wherever it can. And to me, big ups for that because I enjoy some me some practical effects. It looks way better to me than CGI. Yeah. Uh, depending. It depends on the effects. What, what, what is your stance on, on practical versus CGI, Tony? <laughs> well, like, like I said, it really depends. Like, for blood, I think that CGI hits and misses just about as often as practical. But if you get a good practical solution for blood effects, like squibs and stuff like that, yeah. It usually works out better in every way, shape, and form. But in the case of Mums, uh, very little of the blood effect was good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it was either really syrupy or super watery and didn't make a whole lot of sense as far as how blood actually behaves. Yeah. But I don't I don't want to elaborate too much. Just I could go on for way too fucking long. Our blood expert here. Uh, what is, <laughs> <laughs> what, just talk, what is Just that? call me Dr. Hemoglobin. <laughs> Dr. Hemoglobin? Okay, but outside of blood, what would you think about like creature makeup and all that? I know me and Justin are fans of that shit. Oh, hell yeah. She looks fucking great. The the makeup for my mom's, opinion. For yeah. Mama, if you will, was, was pretty dope. The makeup didn't seem horribly functional, but I think that just added to the overall uncanny, creepy feel of it. Yeah. Which, which is nice. It kind of took me out to a degree, but then it was still uncanny and creepy all by itself. Yeah. I mean, this is just my opinion, but we'll get to this when we talk about Queen Bee. I like the way the mom and mums looks compared to Queen Bee. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about Queen Bee was monster makeup and shit, though. I, I mean, think that's that, why I, I mean, like Queen Bee, though. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not shitting on the way it looked. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I, me personally, I like the way plant monster looked. <laughs> yeah. How'd you guys feel about the, the pacing of mums? Because I think it was paced pretty well. I like the pacing just overall, and they tied it up in a neat little bow with the, the car ride with the plant in the middle seat of the car. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I like the pacing of the movie. I can see what you're talking about, where near the end it kind of felt a little rushed, but it, it was kind of perfect for the way it was. Yeah, being a short that yeah, is as I short mean, as it is is pretty Yeah, good. only complaint I guess I could say is that maybe they could have spent just a little bit more time explaining sort of some stuff. I think Connor deserved an actual kill shot instead of just a phone call. Yeah. He yeah, was literally phoned in. <laughs> literally, yeah. The only thing I could say that I kind of complained about the movie was like there were some parts that were kind of rushed. Would like to have seen what exactly all happened to the mom. When she was out there, it kind of just cuts to the husband and the hunting buddy just standing over saying, how are we going to explain this to old Jake? I think that's a good artistic angle to take with it because it's not important how she died. It, the only part that was important was that she died. Yeah. You know? I can see that. As, as it would be nice to know what actually happened, the fact that it clearly wasn't her jumping was sold enough in the cover story that they came up with in front of the truck. It was clear she was murdered, and that's yeah. all we really needed. I mean, if I had to guess, you probably like, what got shot or beat. Too many guns can murder your mom. <laughs> what? What a fucking dick of a dad, though, right? My favorite scene: the kid brings the father out to the garden and is like, "Oh, something's happened. I, I, I saw something. I need your help, Dad. Come out here." Knocks his fucking father out with a shovel. I really enjoyed when he brought the guy out, his father out, because. I don't know if it hit you guys as a twist, but I thought he was going to insinuate that he found his mom, and that's kind of yeah. what they were selling it as, and instead he finds Beth. And it was a twist for him, too, so it was like a He's fourth like, wall twist for everybody. Do? Yeah, it was yeah. Like, uh, and, that, and that's when he uh, turned around and got clocked. Action shot of him, like, wearing the shovel back, and it has, like, the action lines around him, comic book style. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene was awesome. I really like how they went ahead and sold how unhinged the kid's father was with the whole tableside planning operation with the Pale Horse cookbook. Yeah. That really, really sold it to me how much of a nut job he was. <laughs> and the Confederacy something something on the lighter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was like a coat of arms emblem situation. I, I don't know about you guys, but if I, and I'm not saying I would, 
But if I was to ever kill someone, I probably wouldn't change up my story that I'm going to tell as much as this guy did. Yeah. He only did it twice, but that's one too many. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pro probably murdering his wife was just something he shouldn't have done to begin with, but... If you're gonna kill your wife, and I'm not saying, you know, this is advice for killing your wife, but if you're gonna kill your wife, maybe stick to the story you got. Just I mean, leave it. Yeah, he kind of he made it obvious that, like, <laughs> he killed her to the, to the kid. And, you know, if, if you're gonna kill someone that was a huge plant lover, maybe don't bury them in the garden so they can come out as a horrific version of Poison Ivy from Batman. Yeah, probably. Ultimately, Mums, I give it a thumbs up on, on my end. I think it was a good short. Still a little samey to something else I've seen on Creep Show, but hey, it was pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. I got a thumb from me too. It's not mine, but. I give it a green thumb. Ooh, ah! <laughs> I'll give it a thumbs up also. Well done. Great short. Any last thoughts? I Tony? think that was the last thought. We got Queen Bee still on episode one. Okay, Justin, tell me what's going on with Queen Bee. Story about a girl and a bunch of friends. They're all just a bunch of super fans for this uh, singer. They're all just chilling in her room talking about how much they love this singer. And then they find out, oh, she's about to, she's pregnant. She's about to have a child. And we're the only ones that know which hospital that she's going to be delivering at. One of the daughters steals her mom's hospital key and they go in the car to break into a hospital to check out this woman giving birth, which is totally not creepy at all. And creep show style craziness ensues. Yeah. <laughs> So they get there, break in. Guy kind of does a smart thing with his cell phone to block the camera from showing them coming in. I've seen it in like five other things. I've, <laughs> I've, not, I've never seen that though. It's, it's funny you think that's smart because I hated that part. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I've that's never really seen anything stupid. like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's clever Justin, for a movie your, your standpoint. Justin, opinions in this movie sucks. No. Um, <laughs> it's just... my, I'll go ahead and say, go to the next scene, which by the way, and all these episodes on Creepshow, I like how when they switch from scene to scene, it's like a comic book page flipping. I like that. Some people was, may not, but... Was that a part of the episode? Yeah, during uh, some part scenes, when they switch scenes, there's like a comic book page flipping. Yeah. Fuck, I totally missed it. <laughs> like, I was yeah, watching they, it. Like, I, guess, I guess I was over it and how it felt like a sitcom from... Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, one of the main. Notice. Yeah, one of the main things they. I guess it's in every episode. I, like I said, I've only seen two. They kind of keep like a comic book theme. Yeah. Throughout the episodes of the shorts. That's the whole theme of the show. Wait, do you yeah, do you mean books. the the comic book panel cutaways when people did things, or do you mean like yeah, flipping a page of a comic book? Both like of that. Us? Both of those things. I didn't see the flipping, the flippy to piece. In that episode, it, I saw the panels. One thing I forgot to mention is the name of the hospital that these kids break into. It's called Haddonfield Myers Hospital. <laughs> but yeah, they after they uh, break into Haddonfield Myers Hospital, I'd go ahead and say that this next scene is my favorite scene in the whole short. Where they are uh, going up the these stairs as they're about to break in, a security guard walks up to him. Is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Hey, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and uh, basically, they struggle. He's trying to take away the, I guess, the security card for the door from the uh, lady, and they push him down the stairs. And they're like, oh my god, did we just kill him? Well, we ain't gonna stay here and find out. So they <laughs> unlock the door and go in. 
And the weird thing is, one of the female characters is like totally oblivious of other stuff that's going on, all the crazy stuff. She's just excited to see her favorite singer give birth. They sneak around the hospital and they find a lot of the staff there are under some kind of mind control and their eyes are glowing green. Sam Fisher. Splitter cell. They avoid them and they find, oh, the the singer is in this room and she's got legs coming out of her eyeballs. More specifically, they don't, they try to avoid them, but one of them, as they're walking by, finds one of the chicks and just turns up the thermostat right next to her, like inches away, and then uh-huh. continues about his business transporting a corpse. Yeah, right. just transporting tr- corpses just out in the middle of the hallway. And the kids don't seem to care that much. They're like, oh my god. Then they're like, oh look, she's giving birth. <laughs> yeah. So this whole short, the, the whole twist is the singer is some like bug alien creature thing. She is the queen bee. Yeah. Giving birth to like some slug creature thing. She makes this sound that puts people under her mind control. She does that to one of the kids and then kills them. It was pretty sick regardless. Had the venom and, dripping off of it. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was her tail, yeah. The pre-ven. So what, what did you guys think about Queen Bee? Go ahead. Tony, I, go ahead. Lay it on me. I didn't like Queen Bee because there was a lot of stuff that was going on that was never addressed. For instance, it, it was implied that the flash from the camera stopped Queen Bee from making a sound, but it also wasn't clear that the flash wasn't what snapped everyone out of it. Either. Yeah, they didn't fucking do anything with that, did they? Yeah. No, they <laughs> fucking eyes, didn't. Their turned back to normal. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. And then, like, they went ahead and made it clear with the chick's hands over her friend's ears and then she snaps out of it and it's like, oh, it's the sound, but what if it's not only the sound? What if the flash had something to do with it? Nobody knows, except for the writer. Does he? Possibly. (laughs) Possibly not. He'll make an excuse at least, I mean. (laughs) And then the overall feel of it just felt like I was watching iCarly the whole time and I didn't like that show. Yeah, no, it, it just felt like a sitcom from Nickelodeon, like, teen sitcom crap. It I didn't like it. Disney Channel. No, Nickelodeon. Dis- Disney Channel, I'd say, is mostly worse and more kid-friendly than Nickelodeon. Oh, so you're you're giving it some, like, that much of a prop, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least Nickelodeon level and not Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- there were parts of it that I did like, but overall, I, I genuinely didn't like how many open ends they left. Literally, the most solid scene was the stairwell with the security guard. Everything else is just kind of, oh, Regina's a fucking bee sitting upside down for some reason, and she's just writhing and making that sound, and that's it. How come we don't see any, like, gooey babies pop out anywhere, or just a pile of gooey babies? I think. I'm an idiot. (laughs) No, I think you're being a little hard on this short, Tony, because I think the creature makeup and the props for the, the, the queen bee monster and everything like that was pretty fucking rad. Hey, I'm not saying that the props and the makeup weren't good. I'm saying they did nothing with it. They killed the kid. They did one thing with it. <laughs> and then they turned the friend on the main girl. The friend it. turned herself against the main girl. At the end, yes, but not not like when she first turned. She didn't get a chance to turn. There was a lot of good kills on the doctors when they were trying to escape, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. The yeah. needle in the eye. Oh, yeah, I liked that one. I liked and hated that one, but I hated it for the right reasons. I really hated the defibrillator part because that's just not how they work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
And it was so cheesy. She was just like, clear. Oh, yeah, she had to say clear. <laughs> Groovy. The part that I didn't understand was if she wasn't under her control, did she just do it of her own free will to turn against her? Even though she yeah. saw that stuff, yeah. she was just that much of a fangirl? Yeah, she was yeah. that loyal of a fan. Because that's the one thing I didn't get in the beginning. I was like, wait a minute, if she's not under control. Well, that, that part but, is actually iterated at the end because she's got the green eyes and she's like explaining what's going on with the baby and how they feed and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's where it becomes evident that she's an actual super fan of Regina's and she's coherent while under mind control. So it's not entirely mind control. It's more her free will. Like, she willingly choose to be under the control. Yeah. My favorite part was the stairwell scene. I did like the practical effects on it. I liked the way makeup and all that was good. I liked the kills. The kills were nice, except for the defibrillator scene. Wasn't my favorite one out of all the four, but it's okay. So, then we go to episode two. The first short we have for episode two is Skeletons in the Closet. Tony, you gotta good synopsis you can give us here a horror movie fan couple is manning and curating a museum of props that they collected throughout the years and they find certain props online for auction they keep getting outbid by a person named bateman and bateman pays them a visit as they're getting ready to close to see what they're unveiling as a world premiere the following day. Then we get into the creep show, show business. craziness ensues. Yeah. Let me start off saying I didn't like this one. <laughs> as I like to put it, I love to hate it. I didn't love to hate this one. There was things I liked about it, but ultimately uh, the fact that every line in this short was a quote from some other movie or a reference for the first few lines i was like stop i i felt that too and it it drug on for so long that's the part that i hate and uh, the overuse of spoiler alert yeah i feel like, like this i no. feel like they only said it like three or four whatever times. number you're going to throw out is too low <laughs> <laughs> They sounded like the script was written by some YouTuber from 2010. It probably was. <laughs> I know it wasn't, but it sounded like it was. <laughs> and it got on my nerves. The coolest fucking thing in this whole short, though, was the phantasm kill with the ball. That was fucking sick because it was ripped straight out of the first phantasm movie. I loved that. Everything else, I wasn't really okay with. In fact, like, in the shower scene, like, <laughs> right before the color change, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be really stupid if this went black and white? Oh, it went black and white. <laughs> the, the very second it went black and white, I paused. I had to pause. I was like, no. <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate this short for its obvious, like, love of the genre. I can appreciate that. I don't like how it was done. I, I think but, uh, it was a necessary evil to an extent. That uh, was, the stop motion? That was awesome. I uh, we I think we all dug that, right? Yes. The stop motion was good. You ever noticed one of the, the older actor? You remember, Where do you remember him from? Oh, that was Raiden, dude. Raiden from fucking Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was in my notes when I saw it. I was like, that's fucking Raiden. <laughs> Bateman. Nope, you've lost me. Um... <laughs> Mortal Kombat! You've never seen well, a Mortal Kombat that. movies? I'm not just him as a whole. The actor. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, he oh. played Raiden in the second Mortal Kombat. Fuck. Annihilation. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he played the part super well. 
Like I, I definitely was, felt there was a hostile like business takeover going on. He was the best acting in this short for sure. Oh yeah. No, no contest. My favorite part entirely of Skeletons in the Closet was the very ending shot where one of the corpses goes to another corpse to take a selfie. <laughs> oh, when the creep show guy takes a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, that the, was awesome. The phone has the creep show logo on the back of the phone. Yeah, the creeper, I believe. Oh, I didn't. Called. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he's the creeper from Creepshow, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that was the original Creepshow creeper from the movies that they were using as a prop in there. Ooh. Yeah, that's why what they referenced it when Bateman pointed out. is like, you old friend. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the first time it was hinted at that the gladiator skeleton was the curator's father. I was yeah. like, it's his dad. It's just that black and white. There was no joke. It's just that. <laughs> The veils in this short's pretty thin, so... Oh, yeah. But it, it was funny, because the friend I was watching with didn't catch that until the very end. When, really? Yeah, when he's like, thanks, Pops, and he's like, ah! <laughs> I thought it was pretty obvious. Oh, me too. Oh, there was a scene in there when Skeleton Bateman picked up the Texas Chainsaw 2 chainsaw. I thought the main dude comic book nerd fellow from Simpsons, he was going to get the Ash Williams Evil Dead Ooh. chainsaw and they're going to have a chainsaw fight. That and I was awesome. so let down when that didn't happen. Yeah. What did you think of the Shining reference? <laughs> I thought it was the most obvious scene you can go with to reference the Literally Shining. went straight from the Psycho reference all the way straight to like the camera shots and everything was actually identical to the Shining. Yeah, same with I, the Psycho and everything. Yeah. I can appreciate the the rapid fire of the reference. Uh, however, my favorite part of both of those references was when he takes the topper for the, the tank or the toilet and he slaps Bateman in the face. The way yeah, Bateman like, ah. recoils was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what I like a lot about this short is that it's not meant to take me too serious. It was more just an homage, just horror. Yes. And that's what I like the most about this. Uh, but it's annoying. <laughs> I can agree with that, but their heart's in a good place. Oh, yeah. I'm not arguing that at all. It just annoyed me. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> to me, I was laughing a lot in and this. I'm, this, the, I'm uh, the one that usually, like... Out of all three of us, I'm usually the one that's more accepting of this type of shit. Yeah. And <laughs> like, oh, it's hokey, it's cheesy, and it's fun. I love it. Like, uh, Justin was on the fence the longest for Malignant, and, and I was all like, it's fun, you know? You just gotta be in a different mindset. This one, I don't know, just something something about the way this one was executed is just not clicking with me. I can dig that. The Grave Robber twist, when it, it comes out that he was the one that stole the bodies for the props and then mm -hmm. uh immediately after bateman gets killed he's like he's dead jim yes that that was the the reference that killed me <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it like i said i don't think it's meant to be taken seriously it's just a silly short mm -hmm. i laughed pretty much all the way through it i get where you're coming from though by it being annoying to the point to where it's annoying i felt like i was watching Ernest scared stupid but dumber <laughs> that's, that's a I, good one. I liked uh, one thing that I saw, and this was the first uh, short that they did this that I saw. I mean, maybe they did it in previous seasons, but when it got to the point to where they were uh, basically turning the body into a skeleton, where it went to uh, the comic book style, mm -hmm. I liked that. I liked how they did that just to get around the f fact 
about probably budget and stuff like that. Yeah, or time. Or time. Yeah. I liked how they did that. If you're using Creepshow as a medium for your short, that is a good way to do it. Oh, yeah. So I appreciated because that. comic theme. I, I liked it until he's like, I'm melting. <laughs> yeah. I was I'm like, melting. I'm melting. Oh, oh, we got a reference. Wizard of Oz of all fucking things here. <laughs> Best horror movie ever. Um, I, I, I do want to point out. Do you think he referenced? All Too many. Yeah, <laughs> every single one. Simpsons did it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's the, that's the other name for this. Simpsons did it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of keeping in line with my whole open-ended thing, where like horror movie tropes where people don't notice shit that's obvious. What's his bucket? The curator didn't notice when Bateman moved early on, right mm-hmm. after they dressed him up as a prop. What's her bucket? Went to go take a shower. And then it cut yeah. back, and Bateman's position changed. And he was looking at Bateman, and he just didn't yeah. didn't notice. Neither did my friend. <laughs> I don't. Know. I was like uh, Bateman. I-, I was like Bateman's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is the Wikipedia page for this short, in particular, the reference article for it is going to be the longest you've ever seen for a fifteen-minute short. Oh, for sure. It's it's going to be like pages <laughs> long. <laughs> it's gonna uh, need we got its own every movie URL. ever made ever. Yeah, and it wasn't just horror, right? Like there, yeah. The, there was a bunch of like Star Trek and Star Wars references in there as well. He's dead. Wizard of Oz. The Wizard Alice of Oz could be argued to be a horror movie, though. Uh, it scared a lot of people. Flying monkeys, man. More than just that, it's just the concept of being. The witch. Yeah, and the uh, the floating the head. wizard. Yep. I love the effort. I love the energy they have. I love the love. I love the love for the horror genre. They try yeah. in this. I, I just want to mention, sorry for the departure, um, in my notes, I, I did them as like bullet points as I was watching the episode. I have a note that just says The Shining and it has like eight dots after it. I have a note that literally just says cringe. And that note was in reference to when he starts making out with his girlfriend. After she's a Oh god, I didn't like that either. That was yeah. I didn't like that part. That's like the worst scene. I think everyone was seeing. <laughs> Except for the it's like that's my Mo- my Mona Lisa. Yeah. I mean, but, I thought that was fun, but it was it was really cringy when he started actually tonguing the skeleton. Yeah, they could they, they really didn't have to do that. I think that was the point. Yeah, <laughs> I think the point was they didn't have to do it, but they did it. <laughs> and and to make people like. Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah, another another movie they referenced in that was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because remember he was Dude, we can he, sit here and name. Yeah, I would say because he, he had the, he was giving him the golden tickets. Yeah, to yeah. see the the stuff he didn't show. Yeah, that was pretty. Obvious. I feel like there was a reference in the text too, but I couldn't be bothered to pause and read the whole ticket. I I wanted to get through it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> their heart was in the right place, but they're a little confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. One thing is considered, though, I wouldn't mind if, even if I know those are probably all fake props, but if those were all real props, I would have liked to have had them. Oh, yeah. But I'm pretty sure the Freddy glove they had is the same type of Freddy glove I had. Because they, they had, in that little museum or store or whatever he had, he had some good shit in there. Yeah. All things considered. The coolest thing was the Phantasm Ball, and that was the coolest kill, so. Familiar. This was good. This is a good one. Lamb? <laughs> to the slaughter. Ooh. Yeah. Was it? Do you, do you think that was actually intentional? Probably. This was the most well-written one, so probably. Uh, mm, I don't know if I would say most. It, it's definitely a contender, though. You like Mom's better? I don't know if I would say better, but 
I think they were both very good. Now, so familiar is the last one on episode two. This is a story about how King Bach, after Vine was shut down, decided he was going to get into horror movies, becomes a lawyer, where he and his girlfriend get drunk and go to... A psychic. A fortune teller. Yeah. A, a fortune teller psychic. Psychic fortune teller. Palm reader man. He gets a note from palm reading man saying something bad followed you here. Something's been following King Bach this whole time. And he finds out he has a familiar that is attached to him. And he tries to get rid of it. And thus, crazy creep show craziness ensues. How'd you guys feel about this? I thought it was wonderful. I really enjoyed the whole cinematography of it and the way that the storyline progresses and how the bad news is broken to him from Boone. The way he passed the note under the table was really nice because it showed that he was doing something completely different and it would have been crazy for his arm to reach quite that far to tap his leg to say, hey, I got a note. <laughs> but you know, I loved it anyways. I really liked the emphasis on bad being an all caps and I have no idea when he wrote the note but it was wonderful anyway I loved it even though it sounds like I'm picking it apart <laughs> uh, here was a shit part here was a shit part here was a shit part I loved it I, you know that's a good point about the arm under the table thing that would have been a really long reach it would have been like four or five feet <laughs> Typical adult male's arm is somewhere between two and three feet. Nine feet. 90,000 fathoms. <laughs> it's not even a good you unit of measurement. Cut Godzilla's balls in Tokyo while you're chilling in the U.S. One arm under your honey in Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the that beginning scene because uh, you can basically tell right when he enters the room that that psychic can already sense it because he kind of gives him that kind of he was staring at him really hard. Yeah, staring at him kind of like a worried look. Yeah. Mad dogging. Like, how dare you bring that shit in my house? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he could, like, just see the familiar, because... Like, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. The familiar looked cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that creature makeup. That was really fucking good. But that would be freaky as fuck to see in your house. Is that creature makeup or CGI? No, that was, that was like, a, a, a suit and makeup. Nice. Yeah. They kind of blended a lot with a lot of the transitions when it was appearing and disappearing. Made it kind of look CGI, yeah. but that was a good camera trick. Pretty sure, anyway. If it's not, props to them for confusing me. I, I wonder if, like, when they entered Boone's room, they, he could just see this thing, like, just, like, hanging back third-wheeling for them. <laughs> just chilling. I wonder if he was a good wingman. Probably not. He made him kill his girlfriend. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But hey, she came back up sopping wet, so I mean, it's like, Fuck! We killed him. Starting our Leave own horror short right now. <laughs> Leave all of that in. Oh my he god. He killed his girlfriend, yeah, but. Yeah, but she came back sopping wet. <laughs> so she must have been into it. <laughs> what a freak. And then she was all over him, too, so... Yeah. <laughs> all but, uh, I can say that of all the shorts that I saw, this one was the creepiest one. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would agree with that. The part where he was in his office and fax machine prints out just a blank sheet. Yeah. Then he checks, and there's nothing even in. Who faxes the fact? Yeah. <laughs> but 
And when he turns around, he just sees all of his chairs. Poltergeist moment. Yeah. I love that poltergeist yeah. reference. His chair and all of his office stuff all just stacked up like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. That was like my favorite scene. That and the ending. The ending, yeah. What the fuck was going on with her eyes on the ending? Did you see that, Tony? Yeah, it was, it was bothering the shit out of me. That was a lot more than possessed eyes. They were like big bulging eyes. Yeah, like fucking frog eye situation. Yeah, like some insect, insectoid, amphibian, something or another going yeah, on. I, like I felt like that was a like weirdly over, over the top mismatched option that they did. Oh, that's uh, welcome to Creep Show, Tony. <laughs> uh, we don't really have uh, a great fit, but this worked well last time. I liked how the movie tricks us because. Uh, when he traps the uh, demon in the beginning and makes it think it was the dog, mm-hmm. then he opens it. Whoa! It's the fucking demon. Yeah. And then he does tries the trap again after talking to his uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She goes off and get, hangs out with friends or something like that or something yeah. job related. Then uh, he tries the trap again. And the trap falls, and he hears her, and he's thinking it's just the demon tricking him, but no, it was really her. Yeah. I like how the familiar is just straight up, like, rubbing it in his face at the end of it and laughing at him. Literally, because he was puppeteering her. Yeah. reason why she fell for the trap, I have no idea. I think she was being influenced by the familiar. Yeah. to go into that trap? Yeah, she, if you remember, like, when she was yelling inside the box, she doesn't remember how she got in there. Oh. Yeah, she's like, where am I? How, why am I in here? You know? Ah. Yeah. So she, she was being I didn't influenced that. by the familiar. It was I also hinted that. at when Boone was talking about the book that the familiar could take shape of people close to you. Yeah. We're actually thinking way deep on this, but, uh... <laughs> Well, I think this was one of the deeper ones. Yeah. She could have been the familiar uh, or the familiar's puppet from the get-go. I was thinking that because I thought I was thinking near the beginning, like right after they got out of Boone's, when they first met Boone, when they went back home, I was was sitting there thinking when he wrote to the main character, to to King Bach, he, uh, he said something bad followed you in here. I'd be like, wouldn't that be some shit if he was talking about the girlfriend? That's what I was thinking the whole time actually yeah i was watching it with a friend the whole time after the second capture since he had footage to make sure that it was what he wanted to capture i was like yelling i was like check the fucking footage (laughs) check the damn footage (laughs) and he tries yeah and he doesn't do a good enough job and i'm like no, check the fucking footage. What are you doing? Well, it was like, it glitches that glitched it was, out. It was when the, it the 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 playback was fucked up. Yeah, when the box hmm. fell, it glitched out where they you couldn't see. Yeah, anything. they covered their bases on that part at least. Oh, okay. I thought I caught him caught him slipping like with the with the flash of the camera. Yeah, no, it was it was corrupted when he tried to play it back because he tried to check and just to make sure. Yeah, if it was demon or his girlfriend. See, that yeah. makes a lot more sense because it didn't look like it was corrupted. It, it looked like. He he just shut it off. It was. It was uh, when he when he tried to like play back a few seconds or whatnot on the video. It was given that uh, stereotypical movie like phone glitch look of the red and blue and shit going on. Some screen tearing when he was trying to do it as well. You know the typical Hollywood. This is a glitch effect look. You know. Yeah. So. That would never happen with real technology anymore. Yeah. If if even old technology really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The funniest part of the short was the sidekick was trying to help him, but he was telling him... Except all major credit cards. Oh, yeah. 
And he's like, you need to buy this. And he's like, I ain't fucking <clears throat> buying this. And then it cuts to him going up the elevator with all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a note that says lugging a crate into his apartment. Woo. My, my favorite part of that uh, short was <laughs> when they're talking about the uh, the circle. And he's like, the circle? And he's just, Boone's just like, Google, Google it. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything's there now, okay? Yeah. Master of the Mystic Cards but is it, like a few Google searches away. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was actually funny because I'm pretty sure the first exchange, he's like, oh, Hollywood this, Hollywood that, exorcisms are bullshit. And then he immediately yeah. goes back on what he's basically saying by saying <laughs> Google it. That was yeah. wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, there's probably real shit on Google as well as all the fake shit, so... Yeah, maybe. In a world where all this does exist. I just like the part where he is actually trying to help him, but he's still gonna get some... He's still gonna get paid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should. I mean, you wouldn't expect someone to rid your house of, like, a hornet's nest and not pay them. <laughs> yeah. Tr- true. This is basic, you know, extermination help. here. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> This Tonyism has been brought to you by Tony from Radio Free <laughs> <laughs> Another banger Tonyism. This one, I feel, even after watching season one and two of Creep Show, this is the first episode where like something bad happens to someone, and I honestly like feel for them because mm-hmm. I knew the whole time I was like, "That's his actual girlfriend in the crate. That's his actual girlfriend in the crate that he's mm-hmm. dropping in the lake," and like, yeah, it kind of gave me a gut wrenching feeling. Like she was nice. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, same here. I was like, nope, nope, that's that's your girlfriend. Nope, stop. <laughs> yeah, please, don't. Di- no, no. Oh. That, that thing you're doing, stop it. Nope. She, yeah. She's, you, you know, you can still break the crate open. You have the tools. You, you have a truck. And it's yeah. underwater. You're, okay. <laughs> okay. She's, she's dying. All right. Uh, they had a really wholesome relationship. So. They really did. <laughs> And with the uh, with the lamb and all that, and <laughs> yeah, she was a good girlfriend, and now she's, she's at the bottom of a lake. Playful banter gets stitches, stitches or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we can all agree this we liked this one. Oh yeah, agreed. It was really good. This, yeah, although this I will say it it kind of had some interesting homages to the feel of Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, I enjoyed both episodes. All four parts. They were all good in their own way. Good for you. Uh, I enjoyed three or four. Shit, okay. Lamb, question mark, religious undertones, question mark. She's the lamb to the slaughter. I think that was the whole significance of the lamb myself. The, I think really what it is is lambs, not exactly a religious undertone, but the significance of lambs in the Christian religion being innocent. And the girlfriend was the innocent person that pays the price in the end. Didn't Boons actually uh, call the objects objects of innocence? And then he brings up the yes, saying yes. it was formed yeah. with pure joy. So then the object of innocence that he used, which was the lamb, there mm-hmm. could be a deeper meaning. But the reason that he brought his girlfriend under the crate to get her object of innocence, maybe that had a lot to do with it. Because she would she logically was, she be was able a to... sacrificial lamb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think y'all pretty much nailed it. Right there. Fucked up. Caught it in the crate. Audio's yep. corrupted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no one will ever know. Now let's get our story straight. The audio jumped from the truck. There was nothing I could do. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 as soon as you said, let's get our story straight on you, that's what you were going for. <laughs> let's get our story straight. Uh, we killed the audio and... 
buried it in the woods. Shit, son, I mean the garden. Shit, son, I mean we didn't kill your mom. We didn't kill your audio. The audio had a lot of uh, bad history and it was a drunk and it, it'll be back eventually, but not anytime we soon. We sent it to get doctored. <laughs> Doc <laughs> doctoring the audio. <laughs> uh, final thoughts on Creep Show, guys? Justin? I really enjoyed it. It's got me pretty much hooked. I can't wait to binge watch season one and two to mm -hmm. get caught up. Can't wait to see episode three that comes out next Thursday. Yep. Can't wait to see it. Uh, you guys are going to like season one and two. There's werewolves killing Nazis. There's... I'm going to stop you there. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> There's... Uh, Bob Ross versus the Evil Dead. Ooh. I remember you mentioning yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> I mostly want you guys to watch the Bob Ross versus Evil Dead episode. That's really good. I'm That's my favorite episode. Watch that. That's gonna be awesome. That episode has Ted Raimi in it. Like actually. Actual Ted Raimi. Like as an actor? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, he's the first person that gets turned into a dead eye by the Necronomicon in that episode. Gotta love it. They they get some horror star power in this show. So my final thoughts. It's a fun fun little series and you don't have to commit to the entire thing all at once. Doesn't really seem to matter if you remember the last episode to the next. But that's Anthology. that's a good, it's a good fit for me because I don't remember yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be a good time. We were saying about it being kind of like, like an adult goosebumps but one thing I even mentioned, none of us have even mentioned Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, it's basically Tales, Tales from, from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Which, both, both Creepshow and Tales from the Crypt originated from those old EC comics, so this is very much intentional. If you have showed you already checked this out, guaranteed. They make a big deal about it every time a new season comes out. But if you don't have Shudder and you want to watch it, Get Shudder. It was a new episode every Thursday. It's good. Get Shudder if you don't have it. If you're a horror fan you don't have Shudder, you need it. You owe it to yourself to get Shudder. Yeah, very much so. So we liked it. We like Creep Show Season 3. It's off to a really good start. I can't wait to see what the rest of the season has for us. We all give it thumbs up. Yes. Thumbs up. It's not mine, thumbs but up. I have a thumb. Please That's give good. it a chance and watch it if you have not. Yes. And with that, Klaatu Verata. Nikto. I'm forced to say this by Justin every episode. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> See Goodbye, <y> everybody. <laughs> See you next time.